I wish, new episode by the way, I wish I could just plug my brain into a screen and record the scenes that I'm playing out in my head, you know? Because I don't want to talk, right? I, I, I'm sitting I'm sitting up here. I'm sitting awake here. 3.54 in the morning. And I am thinking about the wide range of experiences that I'm interested in having over the course of my life. Right? In a, in a mix of other things, I'm thinking of, of a lot of different things. I'm thinking of, I mean, just fucking thoughts are racing, right? But, um, the only reason I'm doing this, the only reason I'm talking here, is because this is on my mind and I don't know how else to explore this thought. I can explore this thought in my mind, or I can explore this thought verbally, which I think will help keep me a bit more focused and not bouncing around and and make these thoughts... Uh, tangible, make them feel not not feel real, but like be be more real, be be uh, what's the word? I guess tangible is the word, and I said that word, so I don't know why I'm looking for another word. <laughs> Palpable, I think, right? Um, and. So I, I think I think um with the with the experiences that I want to have in my life or the things that I'm interested in. Uh, I was I was having this weird thought, fantasy, whatever, of being twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, something like that, and I've just crossed my first, you know. I, I've just crossed into life-changing money territory, right? And I'm not saying life-changing for me because fucking five grand could be life-changing for me, potentially, right? But I'm talking about, like, life-changing for most people. I'm talking, like, the couple hundred thousand dollar range within a year, that kind of thing, right? And, and you know, seeing there's an... There, the upside is whatever, and like I've I've get, gotten to the point where, where I can. I I know that my future's basically secure, bar nothing catastrophic happens. My future and the future of, um, my parents and and grandma, um, or grand grandmas, and and my little brother and my sister their shit is good because because I've generated enough to like be able to get everyone up to the to a, a up a flight of stairs, you know, up a level of of whatever and everyone can chill and not have to worry about the future in any way, you know. They're not jeopardized by losing a job or not being able to pay down a debt or anything like that. So, I'm I'm running through that, and and I'm just thinking about all the things 
that I could still want after that, right? Non-monetarily, obviously, right? Sure, money is great and all that, and yep, but outside of that, all the things that I could want or may regret at that point, still being young, still be, being relatively young, I'm this 30 years old, okay? That's five years away from now, and I'll still be relatively young. They say 30 is the new, the new uh, 21 or something like that, right? Um, I don't agree with that, but... <laughs> Um, that's what people say. Or I've heard, at least. And I, I I had this thought, I'm like, okay, I'm financially independent, my family's good, I can secure their futures, I can basically do the things that I want to do, right? as I build my companies and make projects and do things and like, you know, create things, right? I can still do basically what I want to do, but but I still have every everything in my financial and business life and professional life is set but my personal life is the exact same way it is now. Right? Which, I mean, is hard to imagine, but... Like, I was thinking of my my lack of having travel experience, you know? Like, I haven't... I mean, I've traveled far more than most people, right? I mean, I have friends who haven't been out of the country, um, and they didn't grow up destitute. They poor rather like relatively middle class or whatever but you know just never never left the country and i've left the country about the time i've been to fucking uh, been all the all the all over the caribbean i've been to canada at the very least i've been to now i've been to fucking um europe right so i've been to a few places right so that's nice um but i was thinking about like what thoughts, like, like, not what thoughts, well, how would I feel if by that age I, I haven't done any more, not the extravagant, it's not the right word, but any more, like, exploration? And the thought that came to my head, I was like, okay, if, if that's true, I think I would be grateful that traveling can still feel new to me. Do you ever feel that? Whoever you are listening, like you've done something so and not you've you there are things that you do enough times in your life that it does it the allure of it is no longer there, and I imagine actually I know for some people traveling is that because especially if they travel for if they travel for work, um or if they are just from somewhere like you know, fresh off the boat, new in this, in, in a country or whatever, and they constantly travel back and forth between the, this country and that one, both the countries lose their allure, you know? Right? I think so. I mean, sure, there's the home aspect of it, there's a nostalgia of it, there's where all your friends and family and whatever are and all that, whatever, and the natural beauties and the cultural intricacies and all that stuff, 
great, absolutely. However, at a certain point, right, it's not, it's not exciting, right? No, it doesn't feel new. I remember when I was, um, I think the range between age age nine age eighteen and twenty one eighteen and twenty two let's say I had the most i i remember a lot of those experiences that I had that age like experiencing um experiencing creating really good art for the first time in my life, right? Like stuff that, that other people also agreed was like really, really good art. That was new to me, right? I mean, as a kid, you create that stuff, but don't give a fuck when you're a kid. Like, I mean, they're like, oh my gosh, nice. It's a, it's a photo of a fucking, uh, the 50 millionth car you've, you've drawn this week. Wow, amazing, I like it, right? <laughs> because that's what I used to do as a kid. I had had notebooks and fucking notebooks just full of full of uh, car drawings. I tried to draw cars 2D all the time. I never even figured out how to do them 3D um, um, by the time I stopped. But, but yeah, when you're a kid, you draw shit and people, they see it, whatever. And even when you do improve, like, I mean, when I was like, when I was like 12, 13, 14, I started getting like really, really good at drawing. Right, I could draw like some pretty complex, like uh, they're still cartoony, right? But I remember I drew this like this like um, this power suit, like this almost like Blue Beetle suit, um, but not. But before I ever saw Blue Beetle, I'm talking about Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, right? With the fucking and not not the movie that came out recently, but in Young Justice, like this is even before that shit. Young Justice came out in 2011. I would have been, I would have been turning 13. I remember around that. I never, I didn't watch that show when it first came out. I mean, I did watch bits and pieces, but I mean, that's season one. Season two didn't come out until a couple of years later, right? So, um, yeah, I, in watching, so like, I I came up with this like blue beetle-y type of concept and I drew that and I remember that relatively early. I think I did the helmet a little weird and it looked a little bad, but the rest of the shit looked pretty, pretty fucking cool if you ask me, right? Um, I, can, I can never find that photo, I don't know, or that picture, that drawing. Um, and I drew it in pen too. We, I used to draw in pen um, because I, any mistake I would make, I would just try to like fix it and integrate it more into the drawing. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, there was a range of ages. I mean, as a kid, when you, I'm saying a range of ages, when you're a kid, every new thing you do feels new, you know? And it feels, it, it has a weight to it. Like when I was in Disneyland for the first time, or I mean the only time, Disney World, rather. Disneyland's California. So Disney World in uh, Florida, Orlando. When I think back to those memories, I don't remember a ton of stuff going on in the park, rather. I don't remember I don't remember a ton of being in the park, okay? I don't remember a ton of it. I remember bits and pieces. But the thing I remember the most was the emotion of, of this feeling new. 
and big and different, right? I remember, I remember when we were in the pool um, at the fucking Sheraton Hotel in uh, in uh, in Orlando, right? And I'm playing with this kid. I don't even remember his fucking name, but it was a white kid. I never played with white kids before. I never knew what white kids were when I was a kid. I never met white children. <laughs> you would think I fucking grew up in in the middle of fucking Birmingham, Alabama, or 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 or, uh, or some shit in a con in a in a fucking uh, in a fucking cult of only black people. I've never met white children before. By that time, well, how old was I? Eight, maybe. Seven, eight, nine, something like that. And I remember, I remember I was playing with this white kid who kept calling my the my my uh inflatable whale. I had a inflatable uh, killer whale for the pool that you can like float on and shit. And he kept calling it Shamu. And I was like, who the fuck is Shamu? Little did I know. <laughs> you know, as a kid, I'm like, why do you keep calling him that? Right? But I just went along with it. I was like, okay, cool, Shamu. I guess that's his name now. But um you know, as a kid, I didn't know that Shamu was a fucking famous whale. I mean, he's in, uh, f- uh, not Free Willy. Um, no, Shamu, he's from SeaWorld, right? Or some shit like that. I don't know. But that was an interesting experience. I I think back at that, and I think back at that emotion of just, like, wonder and, like, and, like, hearness and, and trying to just eat every bit of 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 the things that are going that are going on right um and and when i was in in london recently i had that feeling right it wasn't as strong as when you're a kid and i don't think it ever it it probably rarely will be. I think, uh, save for the birth of your children or getting married to someone who's your fucking absolute soulmate, other half type of person, or or uh, you know, or like bringing the your loved ones together for some kind of shared experience, some kind of shared experience, and not having to host, being able to step step back and enjoy it. Right. And not being not being on the whole time, you know. Um, those are those are those like experiences that people think of in it. And I think travel is one of the things that I may be I might not regret not having done throughout my 20s. Right. Or at least throughout the first half of it. Because when I am able to do it, I think it'll just taste so much sweeter. It'll just that emo- that like deep feeling of 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 newness, you know. And And that newness just just spreads to everything, you know, like like I um I wonder what other things 
are going to be big first. Because, I mean, I, I, I know that when I'm, I'm successful and I live on my own and I'm steady and stable and all that thing, there are going to be a lot, other, a lot of other firsts, you know? There is going to be um, the first person that I consider marrying. That's probably going to come up, right? The first... Oh, no. Not, you know what? Fuck all that shit, right? The first time hosting friends at my space. You know what? Scratch even that. The first time, the first night that I feel comfortable in my space. Mine. Something for me. And it makes me feel selfish saying that. Like, oh, what, what do you mean something for you? You have a fucking bedroom. You have, you have things, or, you know? And it's like, no, that's not what I mean, you know? Like, I'm trying to fight the, the feeling of... of uh, I'm trying to fight this feeling of being... Of, of, of feeling like I'm selfish or saying, like, my space, you know? Like a, a home that... It, my den... Okay, that, that's my, my reset spot where I go for me, right? That's got to, that's going to have to hit. It's going to have to feel new for sure. You know what else feels new still? And I think, and I think this is why I love mornings, even though I'm never up in the morning. I think it's because I'm never up in the morning that I love mornings. When I'm in not regular mornings, I mean, some regular mornings are kind of fine, like you know, when I'm home, whatever. Like, that's still a, it, still feels different, right? Like, I'm talking early morning, like, like between six and eight a.m., sun's only just coming up, right? I mean, the sun's well up by eight a.m., but you know what I mean, like, the world is only just waking up. There are only just cars getting on the road. There are only just people waking. I mean, people, of course, people are going to work and shit like that. But I really, I really do love mornings. And I think it's because th that feeling of newness in the morning. Because I just don't experience mornings that often unless I've stayed up the whole night. Because I just don't go to, I don't wake up until fucking noon minimum usually, right? And I've been slightly, slightly better some days, like, you know, 10 a.m. or so. But... But yeah, um, you know, it's another, another new feeling that I, I hope, I hope I'll have is like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not even sure I'm going to enjoy this as a new feeling. It's like the feeling of being wanted, right? Like romantically. I'm not even sure I... I mean, I hardly enjoy that shit right now. <laughs> but then again, it's with someone that I'm, I'm not... I don't want to feel wanted by, obviously. But... Um, but I, I don't know. I, the other fear, again, stupid fear. And it's like, hey, you get what you search for. You know, just don't search for people who want you for 
your or who only want you for your stability or whatever the hell right someone who wants you for like you and not just the circumstance and situation around you right but it's a it's a stupid fear and i understand it's a stupid fear and it's not that i even have to think about right now because i don't have any money or any 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 stability right now like on my own you know or or any stability that i've created right Um, but of course the fear of the fucking, I, if I'm single by that point still, and I'm going out on dates and I'm doing my best to hide my well, but how do you hide that when you, when few dates in y'all go back to you, you, you know, I take someone back to my spot to hang out and they see that I'm living in a place that I own in a neighborhood that I like, you know, I'm in a prime spot. I'm in a Brooklyn Heights or I'm in a battery park or I'm in a fucking whatever, you know, obviously Kavani, you think too much, go to fucking sleep. But, um, I don't know, man. These are the stupid things on my mind. Um, I thought of doing something really, really fucking cringe. Imagine when I do this. I I imagine this idea of when I do this, I make all these things, right? Like I, I, I create all this wealth or and I'm and I'm good and I'm comfortable in that, but I'm still single and I'm still like and I'm still not traveled and I'm still uh, uh, like wanting for other things, you know, thought of like, okay, what if I make like a confessional video of all the other things in my personal life that I've struggled with up until that point and all those things, whether or not what I feel about whether or not they'll change or alter or like improve or whatever. And I'm like, despite this, despite all these whatevers of whatevers i struggle with with dating i want to find my person but i just can't it seems i can't fucking do it you know um I str- a mix of a myriad of reasons i struggle with with uh asking for things because i don't want to impose my will that's first of all right i don't want to impose onto other people um I don't, I don't want to, like, make anyone feel uncomfortable. That's absolute, like, fucking... I'm fine imposing my will so long as no one's uncomfortable by it, right? And the moment anyone expresses or even hints at discomfort, I try to fucking stop in my tracks and backtrack and be like, okay, nope, not going there. Fucking red tape, padlock, uh, throw away the key, um, put guards in front of it, uh, and then put it on Alcatraz Island, and then set uh, uh, mines in the sea around it. And even before those mines, put a fucking chain link fence around the entire perimeter of the nearest uh, coasts and shorelines, and then set snipers 
on every end and in the bushes and whatever and attack dogs and everything. I'm not touching... If I fucking make someone uncomfortable, I don't want to even try doing that again. You know, it makes me hate myself. <laughs> um, so that's one reason I, I like, you know, dating is hard because I just. I don't even give a, I don't, I square, I absolutely squarely don't give a fuck about rejection. Rejection is absolutely fine. It's just all, it's just a, if I can get rejected without making someone uncomfortable, oh my gosh. Oh man. Amazing. You know, like if I ask someone out and they're like, oh no, I'm, I have a, I have a boyfriend or, oh no, I'm gay or whatever. And it's like simple and we can just keep chatting. Amazing. You know? But if if I see them get like weird about it and whatever, I'm like, oh man, you know, because it's only weird if if everyone makes it weird, you know. But if you just move on, it's like, hey, it's just a question. But again, I get it. I'm a dude, you know. I can't just ask people, ask women out, and it's not, it's not a, it's not. It's uh, it makes people uncomfortable, so I have to just fucking eat that, don't I? You know, and do it anyway. So anyway, I'm afraid to risk that. Other thing, uh, apparently I'm picky, which, you know, I could believe, right? I I won't deny that necessarily. I'm not sure I believe I'm picky, right? I think I've I think I'm attracted to enough of variety of women, not just appearance-wise, but, like, uh, actually, you know what? I don't know, man. I just like shit that's a little bit off the beaten path. That's all I, that's all I like, right? Just a little bit, a little bit odd, you know? Like, someone who presents really straightforward, but has a, a really interesting, wilder personality, or vice versa. They, they present really, really wild, right? Like a really interesting person, fucking tattoos and piercings and all that shit, but they're relatively even and like chill and whatever, or other way around, you know? I mean, when I say relatively even, I still want them to be a little bit snarky, a little bit sarcastic, a little bit like, you know, have some humor, right? But, you know, I don't think that's anything crazy to ask. And I'm good with, a mix or masher of, of whatever, but still, I don't know. Women aren't build a bears. <laughs> um, and even if they were, uh, the limited stock, right? So I don't know. Maybe I am picky. Maybe maybe that's another thing. But apparently, also I'm, I I'm I I said this the other day. I'm like, okay. Apparently, I'm too nice and too available. Both of which, not sure I understand what those mean or why the fuck those are bad things or things that someone wouldn't be attracted to. But again, not my world. Um, I just have to play by whatever fucking rules or something. I don't know. Or not, and just accept the consequences that I, that dating will be hard. You know? Um, but, 
I don't know, man. I think what would be new to me is if something radically changes where I can where I can just go out and or like man, if something radically changes. If I just started going on one date a week, that feels like a lot. You know. I wouldn't be entirely opposed to it, but it'd have to be with people that I'm at least marginally interested in, you know. Um, anyway, what else is on my mind? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I think this talk is just this talking alleviated the pit I had in my stomach while thinking about all this dumb shit. You know, like thinking about newness, I, I, it made me made me feel queasy in a weird way. Um, another fear is that like, I think this is a fear that people should have <laughs> I mean people shouldn't be afraid of many things but and I guess you don't have to be afraid of this but like I worry that newness will dull to I mean I guess newness does dull it's hard to find new things the older you get right new experiences and I'm and I'm not the type to like I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I'm not trying to fucking go skydiving and ride with the bulls and fucking jump sharks and do all this crazy shit, you know. Um, like that's not that's not where, where I'm about. I like I like my life, <laughs> and I don't want to do things that I I try I try not to do things that jeopardize it, right? But um, but like. Social, some social experiences. Once you, once you have it, is done. You know, and maybe not even once you have it. Once you have it, a, a certain social experience, like not even social experience. So many. Again, I said travel, but food—that's a big thing. You know, I think there's going to be a point where I get really, really deep into food, where I can go to two or three restaurants a week you know, uh, just like normally just be able to do that. Like eat out two or three nights a week at rel at pretty nice spots, not saying like expensive spots, but places that got like really, really interesting, different varieties of food and cuisines and shit. And when I do that, um, I think, like the fear is that I'll end up walking into really nice places in 10, 15, 20 years and it just be run of the mill, you know, like I've grown accustomed to it. And I just don't want to grow accustomed to experiences that are supposed to be a step above, you know, I don't want that just to feel like the norm. 
even when it is the norm. And like, I say when it is the norm, it's not like by that point, I'm just going to be doing that like all the time. I'm still going to be fucking cooking food and at home and like living. But the, I, I understand that I, I do got to understand the dulled experiences that people with wealth, with wealth, and um, did I say wealth? With wealth. And, you know, and money and access to these things. I gotta, I have to understand the, sh- the plight of n- having just dulled experiences across the board. At least when you're sober, you know, because then they just do drugs and shit, right? Cocaine and Molly and all that. That's where party drugs really fucking kill it are with uh, wealthy people, <laughs> you know? Not wealthy people, well, wealthy kids usually, but, right? Um... You know, like, I mean, taking it edible, like, last night I took edible, right? And the thing is good that I keep it to, like, once a week max, right? Even though every once in a while I'm tempted to do it, like, back-to-back or, like, once every few days or whatever. But it tends to just be once a week or less, usually, like, twice a month or something. And... Is is good that I keep it in moderation because if I didn't, um, I, I fear that the feeling would get dulled. You know, it would get super dulled over time, and I wouldn't be able to like, like I, I watched a couple episodes of of Legend of Korra with um, um, I've been I've been watching it with this uh, fucking reactor person. She like watches shit. Um, you know, and it just feels good to watch, watch things with the, even, even with a fucking virtual, whatever, I can't interact with her. I don't know anything about her or whatever, but like, it's nice to have company, you know, in a weird way. Like she's watching and I'm just like reacting to her to, I'm just like waiting for like her to react to certain things. Cause I've seen the, I've seen Legend of Korra already, but the thing that's good is like, I mean, when I take an edible and I watch Legend of Korra while I'm still able to like when time isn't moving so slow and I'm not so spacey and I'm able to like pay attention, especially when the music is going and like certain things are happening, like, and I'm imagining things in my head, um, uh, like certain scenes playing out way. Like I'm so immersed in the world of that, you know, like, Like, it makes me so happy thinking of, le- of season four of Legend of Korra. I just, I would just love to explore that, that era, you know, that whole thing, including all the heavy, crazy shit happening, the fucking dictatorship, and uh, you know, of Kuvira and the uprest of the Earth Kingdom and all that stuff. Like, I would love to have a month to just explore that with, with obviously with fucking like you know I, I can bend and I'm gonna protect myself. I'm not gonna die through that ideally, but to be able to explore that world and just like interact with people and to just see the beauty and not even just with people, but also like I wish I could, I wish I could just watch Cora's whole 
uh, six months of travel and see how that went. Like even the quiet moments where she's like chilling, you know, she's like, I don't know, right? Or she's like about to climb a fucking volcano in the Fire Nation or she's about to like do all these other shits just because she's trying to like deal with her stuff, you know? I would love to see what happens like minute by minute of that six months. And that shit would just fill me with so much. Like I I'm, I got emotional a second ago. I was like, fuck, there's like some welling up in me just thinking of that whole thing, you know? And I think, and I think, just taking these this gummy once a week, and being able to experience that, or experience like certain other emotions that I don't have access to um, on a normal day, right? Like, I don't know if I've ever cried a tear of joy while sober. Right? I felt immense happiness for sure. You know, but if I've never had it shed a tear of joy, I've done that while taking the edible. Um, and that's just a, a level of emotion that, like, I wish, I, I, I hope doesn't get dulled as I grow older. You know, because like having emotions that don't, like, it, it's there's a good part of it of like, yeah, I can be, like, nothing disturbs me for the most part like I can like I don't get angry super often I don't um yeah I don't I don't get angry very often I don't get uh I, I don't get sad like deeply deeply sad very often except like during depression season and all that shit right like all the negative emotions are very very kept in check but the positive emotions are also almost equally kept in check. I get very happy, but I'm rarely elated, you know? And I play happiness very well, right? I'm not saying that it's 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 false and it's pretend, but it's played up ever so slightly, which makes me feel happier too to do that, but um I don't know. I'm I'm sure if like everyone had a meter floating above their heads with like a icon it's like the icon, no, it's multiple icons, right? That you can just like, you know, look at and it's like there's happiness, sadness, contentment, you know, rage, jealousy, like a bunch of those and you can see the levels on those meters. I imagine with most people those levels are even most of the day, but they fluctuate up and down super quickly and more often, right? I think mine, they rest happier for most of the year, except for like the winters. They rest on the happier side, right? But not very high. And then when I'm around friends and whatever, they, they, they rise to a certain level, but they never fall past a certain level. Right, they never rise up to the highs that some people that other people experience, but they never fall to the lows that other people experience, which is like you know a give and a take, right? If you don't experience emotion that heavily, right, and is and those things have to be unlocked or like those are reserved for very specific things, 
then, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. Anyway. I feel like I've spoken enough to be able to knock out, I hope. But we'll see. Um, I'm going to end this. See ya.